Sun Blu-rays podcast, where we watch Blu-rays and take the biscuit. I'm your host James, joined by my co-host and fiance Jay. Say hello. Hello. It Christmas time. We have not been very good at putting out episodes this year. <laughs> Just straight up. I think we've been okay, bar as we've gotten t- a bit stale towards Star Wars. It's just the fact... Okay, we'll level with you guys. It's because we, we did one, two, and three, mm-hmm. but then we've got to watch Solo, and we just... We don't want to watch we, <laughs> Solo. We don't have time to be wasting on crap. Well, you haven't seen it, so... Well, I know it's shit. Okay, but we're back with some Christmas episodes. Yay, just to, time! Just to push on, we've got this, this episode, Jingle All The Way coming up. Ah, uh, Home Alone, Grinch, and then a few other ones scattered in. Sprinkled in. Yeah, cheeky bit of one curtain. A cheeky bit of Godzilla. But this episode, we thought, okay, why not start off strong? We start off with one of my favourite Christmas movies. Because you've been... I think we've watched quite a lot of Christmas movies this, this month. We've watched a fair few, I'd say. I think exclusively. No. Mm, yeah. No. Yeah. What did we watch the other day that wasn't a Christmas film? Hunger Games. Yeah. The Hungry Games. The Hunger Games. That's not Christmas. Uh, no, okay, fair enough. But, like, at, at home we've watched stuff. We're going to watch Jingle All The Way. At the cinema. At the cinema. We've watched Anna and the Apocalypse. We've watched Krampus. Yeah, exactly. We so, have already watched Home Alone as was putting the tree up, but he was kind of half watching it. It was kind of background noise. Yeah, put our attention into. We have indeed. Because this one is... A banger. Oh, okay. It's Gremlins. <laughs> <laughs> Gremlins. Okay. I think, I would argue anyway that horror and Christmas should go hand in hand. I love horror and Christmas films. There aren't many of them. No, there isn't. But the ones that exist, absolutely rock. Name three more. Uh, Silent Night. Yeah. Black Christmas. Black Christmas, of course. And Krampus. And, of course, Gremlins. And Gremlins, yeah. Gremlins. So, see, I could do it. So, Gremlins came out in 1984. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the 80s, and I said this to you while we are watching it. Yeah. I think that... Any sort of idea that was entertaining or fun, yeah, they were just like, "Yep, yeah, just do it, just, just run with just it, just make yeah. it." Because this is, came out the same year as Ghostbusters. It's so much fun. So what a bumpy year that was. Oh, they were treated. Oh, what a time to be alive. Do you like this film? I do. Yeah. Do you like its aesthetic? Yeah, I, I love the Christmas aesthetic to it. Uh huh. I love the design and the look of the Mogwais, and then later the Gremlins. Obviously, they do turn into different things. Mm-hmm. I think they just look great. Okay. Are you a fan of the... I think this plays out as a bit of a homage to the old black and white monster movies. It is very B-movie, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm here for it. I love a good B-movie. Because I think... Well, they're watching some of them anyway. Yeah. But I think it's very Blob-esque. Yeah, like Invasion of the Body Snatchers, that sort of stuff. But I'm trying to think of like if there's a... Like, maybe like they... A very creature feature. Creature feature. Is what I'd say. These are very small creatures. Oh, they are indeed. Yes, very cute. Well, one of them is. Yeah. Most of them are. Yeah. Yeah, okay. This is directed by Joe Dante. Mm-hmm. Joe Dante is a director who has made some bangers, but he seems to be forgotten about. What else has he made that's a banger? Well, let me, let me just uh, name a few. Okay. Because there are a few in there. So, uh, his most famous one is, of course, Gremlins, mm-hmm. but he directed Inner Space. Okay. I've heard of it, but I've not seen it. Martin Short goes inside Dennis Quaid. What? Yeah, you heard. <laughs> <laughs> he directed The Howling. Oh, I've heard of The Howling. Uh, Small Soldiers. Mm-hmm. And then it goes it goes into that sort of stuff. Uh, he directed the film called The Hole, which I told you about. 
But he also directed Looney Tunes Back in Action. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. No wonder you like this then. Well, it's... I don't love that film. Oh, he directed The Burbs as well. Oh, okay. And he was one of the directors on the Twilight Zone movie. Ooh, that was a problematic film. Yeah, but he was one of the good directors on the Twilight Zone movie. <laughs> he's, ne- he's, he's never really, really... He's never Spielberg, does he, really? I think he's friends with Spielberg. Spielberg's the producer on this. Yeah, Amblin's uh, producing it, is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a Spielberg cameo as well, which is quite fun. And we get to see E.T. Yeah. He features in the toy shop, which we like. But, yeah, going back to Joe Dante, I feel like his... His love for things like Looney Tunes, obviously went on to direct a Looney Tunes film, but mm-hmm. then, like, th- this is very Looney Tune-esque. Oh, yeah, in the way that the Gremlins act. Yeah, and the things they do. It's very slapstick. It's very... It's, very, it's a bit Wiley Coyote. Yeah, I would agree with that, definitely. Yeah. And you, there are a few deaths in here, but I don't think they are, A, particularly violent. No. But they are comedic. They are comedic. I mean... You say a few deaths, I can only really think of one. Two. I can, I've got two off the top of my head. Okay. You're talking about the, the chairlift. The chairlift lady. Because yeah. there's no way she could have survived that. The Santa. You think he's dead? I think he's dead. Okay. Do we want to see Santa dead? Not at this time of year. I'm just saying, like, why not? Uh, you don't, It's not alluded to that he is dead, though. No. But but then it's not alluded... Like, how do you survive that? Just being attacked by loads of gremlins. Uh, no one knows. No one knows. It's one of life's mysteries. Is he alive? I would... Yeah, maybe. Is Santa Claus alive? Yes. Okay, cool. This is the greatest story ever told. No, it's not. <laughs> yes, it no, is. No, it's not. <laughs> yes, it is. Gremlins is by far one of the greatest stories ever told. It's not. We were talking about Black Swan over dinner, and that's one of the greatest spil- <laughs> one of the greatest stories ever told. Black Swan? Yeah. <laughs> the bit where her knees bend backwards? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, no, this is, this is great. This is very... It's a cautionary tale. It is a cautionary tale, and I think that's probably why people like it. It's like, this is your pet, you got to look after it. Do you think it is? that's what it's doing, or do you think it's like... A little bit. I mean, if you, for example, if you're going to have a, a child that you're giving a puppy to for Christmas, you've still got to... I mean, it's just not quite as extreme as that. Mm. You do have to look after it. I think it's... I think it's a little bit of that, but I think it's quite... It goes into... I think it's a big metaphor for culture. I think it's cultures clashing. I think we are getting... Americans are getting this thing that they don't know what to do with and already this guy the dad goes mm-hmm. oh I'm going to market this and sell it as the next it's a new thing. it project yeah come out now but even though he's been warned not to get it wet there's a reason why you shouldn't get it wet there are three simple rules mm-hmm. number one um, don't get it wet okay what happens if it gets wet it multiplies excellent and rule number two don't feed it after midnight otherwise it turns into those green creepy ones and number three bright lights what about it Kind of keep it out of like bright lights because it will kill it. Greatest story ever told. <laughs> and also, guys, I've been described as a mogwai by James. Yeah, absolutely. I've never fed you after midnight. I <laughs> I always make sure I carry an umbrella around because I'm always, you know, I don't, don't like get you wet. Yeah. And, and uh, we never have the big light on. <laughs> we don't like... I like ambience, guys. Yeah, so you are gizmo. Representation not, matters. Babe. I'm just saying... <laughs> Gizmo is fucking cute. Oh, he's so cute. I've I always wanted growing up a real Gizmo. Mm-hmm. I had hamsters. I had guinea pigs. Yep. But I wanted Gizmo. What's the closest animal to a Gizmo? Do you think? I don't know. Maybe a child. Maybe a baby. A child. <laughs> An actual living child. A human boy. No. Um. I don't know. Maybe a a rabbit. I don't know. A rat. No, they're not really rodent-like, no. are they? As such. But oh, he was so cute. And I remember 
getting the gizmo Furby. I don't think this is a thing. Can can you can I just Google it? I can indeed. Yeah. So I remember getting a Furby when I was in my last year, two thousand and three, I think, last year of school. Yeah. And um. Oh, that's a was, thing of nightmares. And it was a gizmo one. That. Oh, it was so cute. That looks like the thing from the Twilight Zone. The 19, s- yeah, it would. It, I don't think it was a nineteen ninety nine one. It'll have been a late, a later one. That is terrifying. Because that, that's a bit too soon. But it was honestly, it was so cute, and it used to make all the noises. I was, I this is a story. Right? I always used to get to open a present on Christmas Eve. Okay. And I just happened to open that one. And that was your big present, I assume. No. Oh, okay. Well, I told you, my mum worked at Argos. Okay. So she worked all these extra hours and got. Uh, like good discounts my mum and dad worked really hard for us okay and yeah so I just I got this one and it was I was so excited to have it my Christmas was there in that one present I opened on Christmas Eve did you follow the three simple rules I did yes okay. hence why it, it, nothing happened okay excellent where is that Furby now do they a man come and take it away from you at the end that's exactly what happened <laughs> Gizmo is First of all, the character design, it's cute as hell. Oh, it's so cute. It's big ears, it's furry, it's cute, but he's he's got some... He's got a bit of personality, hasn't he? He's got, yeah. For a puppet that's not really making much noise, the that pu- doesn't have any speaking. Yeah. Oh, no, he speaks. But I mean, he doesn't say like, actual sentences, does he? He just says like the odd little words, like a like a toddler. Yeah. I do feel bad about telling you this fact before while we were watching the film and not just waiting for your reaction here. He destroyed me. But I'm just going to, yeah. Um, Howie Mandel... Comedian and ex- not X Factor, American idiot, American idiot, American, <laughs> American Idol judge, right? America's Got Talent. That's the guy. There we go. The bald guy, the one who looks like your dad. He does not look like my dad. So, yeah, but Harry Mandel does the voice of Gizmo. That's a fact I did not need to know, and it's destroyed my childhood. So thank you for that. I I think you can get over the fact that no, I can't. Harry no, Mandel. no, that. Gizmo makes those noises because Gizmo's alive. So you don't think that's a puppet? You think no, Gizmo... that's a real thing. Okay. Steven, Steven Spielberg has that somewhere in his house. Alive. Steven Spielberg probably does have this in his house somewhere. Yeah, alive. It's a real thing. What? This is one of his pets. Oh, do you, do you think he follows us the three simple rules? Of course he does. Do you know why? Because it's the greatest story ever told. It's not the greatest story. Why did you only give it four stars in a letterbox? Because I think it's not as good is it there we go this is not the greatest story ever told <laughs> i just think it's it's pretty neat though you know what i mean yeah where like someone wrote this down someone was like okay gremlins and i think it's quite good that we've got a thing to blame for when things don't work properly yeah like the traffic lights aren't working oh it's gremlin it must be a gremlin yeah that's the line at the end yeah. isn't it so do you think someone's gone oh actually that's a good that's very good well we get we get it in the beginning don't we about the uh there must be gremlins in my car so is that was is that a thing that people say that if something isn't working is it a gremlin again I, it? I don't i don't know it, I might, never heard. it might be an american thing but i think i've heard um, i may have heard it before but only because it's in like we live in a post gremlins world I, I don't know but i'm here for it i'm here for anything super superstitious and stuff I don't think this is anything to do with luck. I mean, that's also must be a gremlin. Oh, Ooh. yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think also it's a, just a, an excuse for not finding what's gone wrong properly. Yeah. Like, oh. Yeah. Oh, you, what do you mean that fire alarm didn't go off properly? Oh, oh the gremlin. Yeah. Many sure, people died. That's... Gremlins. Oh, are you sure it's company won't pay out? Act of God. Exactly. Right. Okay, sure. Act of gremlin. Act of gremlin. I want to talk about the puppetry. The puppetry is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I think it's always better to have animatronics and puppetry you really like puppets don't you i just get a kick out of it i don't know why i think it's because i watched muppets growing up yeah and i'm like okay 
And then when you watch films and you think, oh, okay, that's a, that's a puppet then. That's someone's hand. <laughs> you know? And I think it... And But films like The Thing and stuff, it's way better to do it physically than to have any, like, CGI. Well, obviously, CGI wasn't around in 84 as much. There is some CGI in it, isn't there? Or some special effects. There's some special effects, but even then, it's stop motion. Oh, I, I love me some stop motion, though. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Two forms of, of uh, performance I like is stop motion and puppetry. Yeah. So this is win. I mean, the animatronics in the way that Gizmo's face moves... Fabulous. Did you notice that, that sometimes when there's like a wide shot of Gizmo, his face moved less, but then there was close-ups of him where he's like re- his eyes are really moving yeah. and he's smiling and stuff and he's, he's reacting. Yeah, and he's reacting. Yeah, I love those little shots. But then, then again, when we see all of the gremlins, like for example in the movie theater towards the end, yeah, and they're all doing different things. They've all got their own personality. Mm-hmm. I love that. I think yeah. it's great. But that goes to the creature design as well. Oh, it's so it's so clever. So okay, well, well let's go through the film. Mm-hmm. So uh, first of all, I would like to big uh, shout out to Phoebe Cates, <laughs> one of my first uh, movie crushes. Genuinely. That was because of Drop Dead Fred, though. That wasn't because of this. Okay. Yep, she's in this. And I hope you're well, Phoebe Cates. Because <laughs> if you're not, give me a call. If you're, if you're listening, Phoebe Cates, just just let us know what you're doing, okay? <laughs> You've not been around for a while. I hope you're well. Yeah, how are you getting on? Yeah. She's married to Kevin Klein. She's indeed. The underwear guy. Yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I thought so, it was about to the future guy. Yeah, Kevin Klein. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, it's a town in America. It's, what's it called, Kingston Falls? Yeah, I think so. Everything's falls, isn't Kingston it? Town. No. <laughs> Sorry, it's not Kingston Town. Damn it! But it feels like a set. Yeah, it does feel like a set. Especially later shots in the movie when it's all quiet. When it's, it's all snowed set, over, right? yeah. yeah. I think it might be the set. It looked like the same set from Jack Frost. Maybe it is. I'm just saying, if it is... Have you seen Jack Frost? I have seen Jack Frost. Do you like Jack Frost? It's okay. Michael Keaton's a snowman. He is a snowman. And he throws his snowballs all over. We're not reviewing Jack Frost, though. Okay, quick quick, quick one. Jack Frost, better than Space Jam. Yes. Yeah, okay, cool. I'm glad we agree. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it does feel like a set. Where, where in America has got room for big sets like this? One of the major studios. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and assume it was... Paramount. I was going to say Paramount. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. But I think it looks good. I think it looks Christmassy. Yeah. We obviously get that Christmas song that I like at the start. Uh Uh-huh. The snow's coming down. Is it Darlene? Darlene Lowe. Darlene Lowe, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, She's she's big in Home Alone 2, guys. Is she? Yeah. Who who does she? No, she she does a lot of the soundtrack numbers in that, doesn't she? Does she? Yeah. Nobody wants to be alone at Christmas. I'm pretty sure that's her as well. It's a show you ever do exclusively exclusively Christmas songs. Okay, (laughs) hey, if it works for her, it works for Bublé as well. It does indeed. Yeah, I've got Zach Gilligan, Gilligan, Gilligan. Somebody. Zach. Zach's in this. (laughs) And uh, do you like the cast? I think the cast is great in this. Yeah, you have a good uh, shout out to the uh, one of the Corys. Oh yeah, I love me some Corey Feldman. Yeah, I love I love both Corys, Corey Haim and Feldman. I think that they're really great actors of the eighties and nineties. They're a staple of the eighties, I think. I think so, yeah. Yeah. And it's nice to see him in this. Do you not get sick of seeing him though? No, never. Okay. My sister used to fancy him as well. I'm trying to think if there's any like kid actors since who have had like a Corey Haim, like they were in everything as a child. No, that's not Haim though. That's in this. It's Feldman. Feldman. <laughs> 
<laughs> which one's which? Uh, Corey, well, they're both in Lost Boys, aren't they? Yeah, this is why I get them confused. Yeah, so Feldman's the one in this and in Stand By Me. Right, okay, yeah. I think they both appear in The Burbs, though. Okay. I think. Could well, be wrong. I wouldn't know. I haven't seen The Burbs. Yeah, I think they both appear in that. Okay. But I think that they're really talented actors and not so much is said about them enough, really. Yeah. What's the main character's name? Billy. Billy works in a bank and he... Well, it's his dog to work. And we don't really get any gremlin stuff for a while. No. I, th- I think that's why I've given this four star. You want to see them earlier. I w- get them in earlier. Get them in sooner. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's an hour and 46. Mm-hmm. And I know you've got to set up some like ground for why we should care about these characters. Mm-hmm. But just show me the show me the gremlins. Show me the gremlins. I feel like this could have been 20 minutes shorter. My point exactly. I feel like if the, the film was a bit like Jingle All The Way, if it was a bit like 20 minutes shorter, mm-hmm. I think I would probably give it a high score. Very good fake-out villain, I think. Where it, there's the old lady who's like, oh, your dog is causing chaos. Your dog's an animal. I'll get you and your little dog, too. Yeah, yeah she's a bit of a cowbag. She's clearly the neighbourhood, like landlady for so many of the rental properties in that town yeah she's a bit of a scrooge yeah i think everyone you need to have something someone like that yeah in a christmas movie anyway yeah she's she's an absolute cowbag the way she just decides that you know what yeah your dog destroyed my antique snowman or whatever yeah so i'm gonna kill your dog so give me your dog so i can kill him yeah because if i get him on my own i'm still gonna kill him it's like hold on you're a you're a weirdo lady she's got well she's got loads of cats that doesn't mean that you have to kill dogs yeah, no, but cats and cats and dogs cannot occupy the same space in time. No, she's an absolute bag, and she's proper spinster, as we we'll see later. She gets what's coming to her. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but he works in this bank. He's not very good at his job. No. Oh, well, he is. I think he is good at his job. But I think he's always late for it. He's passed up for. He doesn't dress for the attire. No, with his uh, with his clip-on tie. His little clip-on tie. I I don't see any problem with a clip-on tie. Oh dear. I just oh, no. I just don't like. He's gone to the effort to get a clip-on tie. He's, he's, he's dressed for work. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But Billy's dad is an inventor. Yes. So he's on the road. He's very much the inventor, like when Homer is obsessed with Edison in The Simpsons. Yes. He's got all these inventions, but they're all a little bit wank. I think some of them are quite good ideas. Good ideas, but they're not executed particularly well. Because well, he's, not, he's not a very good inventor. And he's on the road all the time trying to sell his stuff Flogging them at different fairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit like the dad in Beauty and the Beast. A little bit like the dad who was paid by Kevin Klein. Yeah. Ah! Oh my god. It's it all connects. <laughs> Phoebe Cates. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, if you're listening, say hi to Phoebe Cates. <laughs> it's crazy old Maurice. Crazy old Maurice. <laughs> Billy's dad comes back from the road selling his stuff and he's got a little present for him. And then the first thing that Billy does when he gets it is fucking shakes it. Yeah. <laughs> is it a puppy? Shake, shake, shake. Shake, shake, shake. You shouldn't keep an- you shouldn't wrap animals up in a box. I don't like it. Even when you see these really cringy YouTube videos of I bought my partner a puppy and yeah. they're all wrapped up. No, it's a it's a living animal. Have you seen the one where the dog sort of sneaks out of the box <laughs> and then this woman opens the box there's and, nothing and there's nothing in it and she's like, what's for Christmas then? And the dog's just like walking around. <laughs> <laughs> I love stuff like that. Yeah, me too. But little Gizmo. Little Gizmo. Little the way he puts his little hands up and he appears over the top. Oh, it's so Well, he, ju- he jumps up first. Is that, is that a jump scare? Yes. Yeah. I think it's meant to startle you, but not necessarily a jump scare. Okay, yeah, yeah. But then he's, he's the cutest thing. Sings his little lullaby Aww. with the dim lights. It's very nice. It's very sit by the the very wholesome, isn't it? Sit by the fire, play with you know, stroke your little gizmo. That's very dodgy. Oh. 
<laughs> Sit by the fire and smoke your... Uh, smoke? Smoke? <laughs> Stroke your little gizmo. Yeah. Hey, some and that, pe- everyone, that's what James does. Mine is at home by himself. Some people find <laughs> that that is a good thing for them. <laughs> what you get up to in the living room by yourself <clears throat> is your own problem. Hey, I'm always after, eating after midnight. It's not a problem for me. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so, yeah, he's got his little pet. Although, he has a dog already. So why would you bring... You can have more than one pet. Unacceptable. We've got a cat and two budgies. You can have more than one pet. Okay. And we're looking at getting a doggy, so we can get what we want. Okay, but one of them will have to, like, fight. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to need to fight. Fight to the death to see who stays. (laughs) My my money's on the budgies, I'm quite honest. I think the budgies will win. Yeah, because the cat is a coward. Oh, yeah, we have the world's most clingiest, cowardly cat. Billy uh, shows his friend, Corey one of the Corys and Feldman. Yeah, so he shows Feldman. Feldman is dressed as a Christmas tree. He's delivering trees to people's houses. Yeah. Which is a really crap job to have, I think. I... That, that costume looks heavy. I think it... No, I think that wasn't... I don't think that was a costume. I think that was a tree. He was wearing a tree. I think they put a tree on him. Oh, it looks heavy as... Strapped, it, strapped it to his back or something. So, yeah. So he's looking at his new pet. Yeah. And he... Accidentally spills water on it, and obviously that's one of the one of the rules. One of the rules. What happens when they get wet? All these like balls of fluff come popping off of him. Yeah. And five more mogwais materialize out of nothing. You said it was dependent on the amount of water they get spilled. Yeah. On. So I I really really spotted it in this it, watching it now. Yeah. So that's quite a lot of water came out of that little jar that was knocked over. Yeah. 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 Whereas so, later on, when they do it again, because um, we did, we see it twice, don't we? Yeah. When he's in the school and he puts on a, he puts on this little drop and With only it. one comes out. Yeah. And later on, when we get loads of them. In the swimming it's pool. It's because he's jumped in the swimming pool. So there's more water, so I think the, the amount you get, the multiply, is based on the water you put on it. That's fair. Okay. Yeah. Fair news. Maths, ladies and gentlemen. Is that maths? Yes. Okay. Cool. <laughs> we do get a a new villain, in Stripe. Oh, he's so cool though. Stripe is a riot. I think he's great. I love the scene where he's where he's showing his dad. Yeah. All of the all of the Mogwai's just enjoying life under the tree. Mm-hmm. And they're all playing with those Christmas presents. Yeah. And I just love the fact that Strap's playing on the playing on the game. On the video game, yeah. And all the others are watching and they're like, Yes <laughs> And Gizmo sat playing his little trumpet. Stripe oh, is the leader. So cute. Yeah. Is is why is Gizmo not affectionate to these his offspring I think that he's scared of them isn't he yeah and they bully him they do bully him and that's really sad it is sad we don't like to see that plus it's the original and he's Billy's favourite so it's the OG yeah yeah Yeah. these gremlins well the the mogwais mm-hmm. they're they're up, to, they're up to no good a bit chaotic I love the designs though oh they're so cute aren't they they've, they've each got a personality like every single one yeah and I think that's a credit to the people who designed and made them. Yes. And performed them. Yeah, definitely. those are people's hands. There's a hand acting. Oh. Hand acting, yeah, absolutely. The gremlins get... Well, the, the mogwais get hungry. Yeah, so he first of all, he takes one to the school, doesn't he? He does. Well, he takes Gizmo to the school. And he... No, he doesn't. He takes one of the other oh, to the school. Oh, one of the other ones. Yeah. Think, yeah. And he gives one to his science teacher to do tests on, mm-hmm. which is quite sick. Yeah, but it makes sense. You would. I suppose it does, but then they all, because they're all naughty, the one. Because I, I said it to you, Gizmo's the only one that tries to follow the rules, so he's the OG. Do you think 
Uh, he never begs, does he, to be fed after midnight? No. Whereas the, the other others ones, do. Yeah. What the what they do because they're the mischievous little buggers, is they change the time on his on his clock. And then they chew through the wire. Yeah. Well, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. So he thinks, okay, it's Billy thinks it's not it's not past it's, midnight. It's, it's, it's half eleven. We can give them food. Technically, it's always past midnight. What's the? I did think that. Yeah. What's the cutoff point? Do you reckon when the sun comes up? And then time zones and stuff. Like, how does it work? Yeah. Good point. So if it's if you if you're on a plane, and with a mogwai, and you want to give it a snack, if you're flying to Australia, can you then give it a snack? This is this is something that the plot misses. Are Mogwai's in tune with the moon? Maybe. I like this. I like this too. <laughs> moon why? M- what? Moon why? What do you mean moon why? <laughs> I'm trying to make a new a new animal. Oh, okay. And just ignore me. <laughs> right. So they eat chicken. They eat chicken quite disgust- disgustingly. Kind of like how you do, yeah. I don't eat chicken off the bone. I, it makes me gip. I know, but you eat chicken like that. You get it all over your face and your hands. Yeah, but I don't eat it off the bone. Yeah, like you get a... it all over your face and your hands. You eat animal. chicken off the bone. I don't. You do. You use a knife and fork and cut off the bone. Yeah, like a lady. Like a lady? Yeah. You waste so much good meat off there. Why don't you eat it then? Because I don't... It makes me gip. <laughs> <laughs> makes me... It's all cartilage and stuff. It's like, oh. Ah, no. If, if you eat chicken off the bone, you're a better person than I am. <laughs> so these... Mogwais are into their pupil stage. They do, because they eat the chicken that because they've obviously they've fucked about with the time, mm-hmm. and the one in the professor's lab steals his sandwich. Yes, the sandwich. So they're into, they're going to little pods, like these cocoon things. They're really creepy oh. little eggs, aren't they? They're all like sticky and yeah. gl- very alien, aren't they? Well, this film, I think, is aliens for children. Yeah. I think it's very xenomorph-esque what they do mm-hmm. without the little mouths well, yeah the little mouths <laughs> yeah I think if a mogwai and a xenomorph met good time for everyone good time everyone <laughs> has the best time yeah absolutely that's a crossover I'd watch <laughs> I would watch that so yeah these little cocoons then start hatching and out of them come these fucking gremlins they're absolutely disgusting I mean that's not a glow up is it that they go through I, I do like the. I want to give a shout out here now because I will forget about this to Jerry Goldsmith who is the composer for this film mm-hmm. the music for this film is of the highest quality it is indeed I think that that gremlin rag which is oh it's, it's great yeah it's excellent uh, Mogwai's little lullaby so cute fucking cute and then Howie Mandel singing it as well excellent Stop keep bringing him up, because it's making me so mad. I can't help it. Uh, but some of the gremlins have got um, voice actors as well. Mm-hmm. I noticed this in the credits. Um, so Howie Mandel was in there. Yeah. So he's doing a few of those as well, I think. Because uh, they do speak, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Yum, yum. Yeah. Yeah. Just little things like that. Like you do. What do you mean, more like what I do? I'm just saying. You, you're like, yum. I never say that. I've never said that ever. You've, you've never said yum, yum in your life? Not like that to you. Yum, yum. No. When you're sat there eating chicken off the bone. Yum, yum. yum. No, never. <laughs> With a knife and fork. Oh, you're, you're so annoying. <laughs> anyway, uh, but I saw Peter Cullen. He is Optimum Prime. <laughs> Frank Welker's in this as well. Frank Welker is a very talented and well-known voice actor. Scooby-Doo. Ah, okay. Right. Uh, Chuck Jones is in this. He is indeed. The... The, he did, he does uh, animation. 
He's a, cartoon, okay. he's a cartoonist. He did like The Grinch, the old school. Oh, Grinch. okay. You're a mean one. Mr. Grinch. Mr. Yeah, exactly. Grinch. And like some Tom and Jerry and some Looney Tunes as well. Okay. So this is why I think Joe Dante was like, okay, I love the Looney Tunes. Let's yeah. basically do that. Yeah. Yeah. The hijinks that the gremlins get up to. Well, the first one is we get is really creepy because it's all happening at Billy's house. Yeah. So his mum's alone. And we get the really creepy Christmas song. Do you hear what, what I hear? Which one's that uh, one? Is it Star is, Star no, is I think I think it's called Do You Hear What I Hear. Because isn't JLS still a really weird version of it? Probably. Yeah. I don't know. JLS, who, who doesn't know JLS, uh, they are a band of the late 2000s. And my God, <laughs> what icons they were. They were icons. They're on tour, aren't they? Why? Have you seen know. that one do the backflip? And oh, and he falls, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that is probably one of the creepier parts of the film. I think is when she's looking around the kitchen. I do think that Christmas is creepy in general. But that particular song, I don't know. There's something about it. Maybe it's kind of like the rhythm. I don't think it's that. I think it's the context it's in. And his mum's so mild as well. Yeah, I think it's purely the context that it's in. So if you know. if you were alone in the house, and then that st- song started playing, because that song's about do um, you hear what I sat there on the roof or some shit. I don't it's know. A hymn. What is it? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, I'm thinking when a child is born. You are. Okay. Johnny Mathis. Johnny sings Mathis, it. Yeah. though. Yeah, yeah. It's the same singer. But yeah, I think if you heard that uh, Home Alone, as opposed to like Chris- uh, Christmas time and opening presents, you would be like, okay. Any, that's song, any song being played when you're Home Alone that you've not put on yourself is creepy. Really? Yeah. Okay. Sir Duke by Stevie Wonder? Yeah, but you know I've put that on for you. Yeah, that's cre- it's creepy though. <laughs> <laughs> it's creepy when it just plays out of nowhere. Like, ah, where's this come from? She goes downstairs and she's attacked by these various little gremlins yeah and she kills them in some very exciting ways to be fair which one's your favorite i like the one in the microwave do you like the one in the microwave it's a crap way to go but it's, it's a hell of a way to go I it's think. the way its head explodes but the one in the blender's quite the one in the blender's my favorite quite iconic yeah yeah but again i think it gets away with it because it, it does what evil dead did mm-hmm. where it couldn't use it didn't use blood or anything it uses, it uses slime green slime yes yeah, so yeah. it's not quite as visceral what was the was everyone just using green slime in yes. 1984? It's the way to Can do it. Can you imagine creating a green slime and going, oh, no one's ever buying this. And then 1984 rocks around and you've got Ghostbusters and Gremlins. Everybody wants it, it's yeah. Like, you know all that green slime you've got? We've sold it. Yeah, it's all gone. Yeah. So she's in the house. She fights them off quite well. And then she's getting attacked by one of them in the Christmas tree, which is one of your favourite It's one of my fa- It's one of my favourite sequences because she walks into the living room and she sees, well, she hears noises. She walks in. And there's a, a, stocking. a Christmas stocking by the fire, and there's something moving in the stocking. So, obviously, you think there's something moving. <laughs> uh, so you think, oh, there's a gremlin in there. So she has a look, and it turns out it's a robot toy. Yeah. And she's like, oh, phew, nothing there. She backs up to the Christmas tree, and you can see it. I think its eyes are red. Its eyes are red. Yeah. So it looks almost like Christmas lights. Yeah, but I think I really noticed it this time. Where I was just like, oh, that's a, he's there. He's there. He's there, yeah. But every other time I've ever seen it, it's always made me jump. Couldn't tell you why. It's because it's a good... It's a, it's a decent it's effect. It's a good one, yeah. Do you think this is scary? No. Do you see why it could be scary? Yes. I think this is an excellent gateway horror. I think it's a great gateway horror. I think it's one of the reasons why it works, again, is because we don't have blood. Yeah. I think by using the green slime, it's more... It's more family-friendly, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I think this is a 15, though. I mean, some of the, I mean, what the gremlins are trying to do to people, are, it's really violent. Yeah. 
But I think they they are they they get got as well as yeah. So like the one that's attacking in the Christmas tree gets his head chopped off, mm-hmm. and then it lands in the fire, and he's, he's like, <sighs> yeah. I think it's creepy. It is creepy, but it's never scared me personally. But it might have scared other people. I, yeah, I, I I get it. Yeah. So she goes to the neighbors, and it's fine. And they look after her. Then we get like little episodic like ventures of what else is happening in this town. So for well, instance, we don't we don't first do it because we get um he chases Stripe, and he goes to a local YMCA. That's it. Yeah, yeah. And jumps in the swimming pool. Yeah. And multiplies horrifically. Uh-huh. I think that's a great sequence when it all all the pool starts to. I can't. I can't. Starts to light up. I can't be sure of this, but I'm pretty sure that when Stripe jumps in the pool. He's in a cannonball holding his nose. He is holding his nose. I love that. <laughs> That's excellent. Whoever came up with that is a genius. But whoever came up with the lightning that some for some reason starts when he jumps in the pool is that's just strange. It's to start it's to it's for the effects, isn't it? It's, it's very loading. It's it's B movie, it's it's dry ice, it's misty, it's not pleasant for anyone. It's a good time for me. It's a good shot, but it makes no sense. Well nothing about this film makes sense. It does. Mogwise exist. Okay. You, <laughs> if you want to believe that, go ahead. I do. Okay, but then we get l- these little episodic ones where people are being attacked by the town. Yeah. So there's a like a priest who's posting his Christmas cards out. Yeah. And he's put, he puts his cards in the post box and they shoot back out because there's a gremlin in there. Yeah. And then the priest just like someone else comes up and is like, oh, hey priest, I'm going to post these as well. And he puts his hand in, and the priest is just like, just lets him do just it. Just lets him do it. For all he knows, that letterbox was possessed. Yeah, exactly. And he just lets him do it. So oh, oh. yeah, there you go, posting stuff there, are you? Churches don't pay taxes. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> then there's the one with the evil, the villain from before, like the bank lady. Oh yeah, with her cats. Yeah. But yeah, she's by herself. And she is. She gets carolers. Oh, it's nice, that time of year. Yeah. Gremlin. Oh, they're amazing as well. <laughs> what, what carol are they singing? I don't know, but it's going la 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 la. It's great. Is it We Wish You a Merry Christmas? Possibly. Yeah. I just like what they're wearing. I like that they're in the full attire. They've got scarves on, yeah. got mittens. They're, they're cute. Oh, they're great. I mean, we don't get carolers like that. We don't get carolers full stop. But we need to get some of them. That'd be great. Okay. Uh, meanwhile, one of them is tampering with her chair, chairlift. With her, yeah, with a stair lift. Uh, and I think that's what people remember the most from this film. Oh, the bit with the, the stair lift that goes. <laughs> It goes crazy, yeah. Yeah. Because she gets back on it and she's like, I'm not going to die now. Oh, they've come for me. And (laughs) she gets on it and she goes flying through the upstairs window. And lands on the road. Yeah. It's still in the chair. She's dead. She must be. It doesn't show her. It just shows her legs in in the upright position in the chair. But you can't survive that. No. There's no way. And the police are doing nothing. They've already been warned by Billy. Mm -hmm. They've brought... he, He brought Gizmo... For them to see, but they look at it and think, oh, well, that's not going to take over the town. Yeah, and the town's being attacked by the little green men. Yeah, so they're going to investigate, and they then see them attack Santa. Yeah. And see the cheerlift lady, and they do nothing. They're literally like, oh, let's go back to base. It's Jonathan Banks. You, you won't know who he is because you haven't seen it. But Breaking Bad's Mike. There we go. Yeah, <laughs> I knew it wasn't quite right. Um, yeah, good to see him with hair. <laughs> never seen him with hair before. We, uh, we also get the bit beforehand with the snowplow, that the gremlins just decide to randomly... For a drive through someone's house. The gremlin rag always plays like sort of over some of their like, bigger ventures. So when the gremlins get on the on the snowplow and they're laughing and, it, the and, it, and it plows through the wall and the gremlin rag's going off. I think that's just pure 
cinema. It, it just works. Do you like the stop motion that we see when they when they start going towards the town? I'll always like stop motion. Thank you very much. Now this, this to me has always been the most iconic scene in it for me, the bar scene. Do you, is this the most iconic one for you? I think so. Yeah, okay. when they're all just having the best time in the bar. Yeah, I think you're. I think you're right. I think that's just everyone. Well, the the guys operating the puppets just having a good time with it. Oh, and again, they've all got different personalities. They're all having the best time. They're all getting drunk. Yeah. You like the one who's just getting drunk on his own in the corner. I like the one who's just getting drunk by himself and then he's getting interrupted by the one with puppets. With the sock puppets, yeah. How do you do puppets operating puppets? I don't know, but I love that. I'm there for it. He's like, and then this other one's like, (laughs) it's just a standard night in Mansfield. There's one dancing around to doing a flash dance parody yeah there's one hanging one's from playing, a ceiling yeah, fan yeah one's a ceiling fan one's playing darts some are playing poker no one, one's playing croquet with this yeah. like yeah it's just a do you think some of that was made up on set maybe they're just having the best time ever yeah I see where you're coming from where you think that's the most iconic bit I think it's so funny and we don't get the rag while they're doing that we get some sort of 80s song playing behind that well I think it's, it implies that it's this bar it's bar music yeah and the, yeah. the jukebox is going and and then we get a bit of flash dance or well, a knockoff flash dance anyway. yeah Phoebe Cates is working there yeah and they, they leave her alone as long as we get the one that flashes at her <laughs> is that your favourite one yeah you know, she's behind the bar and she's just like oh my god dude, please don't bite me she goes ah and, yeah. just, just and like, he's like hey <laughs> <laughs> but Billy comes to get her comes to save her mm-hmm. they tried to use well they use a camera flash to get them all out. Or it's very itchy and scratchy land. It is a bit itchy and scratchy <laughs> land. They go off. Is that when they go into the cinema? Yeah, they start looking for them, don't they? Yeah. And they find that they're, the town just seems all the seat quiet. seems quiet for some reason. That's never a good thing. And so they find that they're all in the local movie theatre, having yeah. the having the best time. So they are eating popcorn, they're throwing popcorn, they're having a good time. The being what people at cinemas have been like. Have you witnessed people? behave like this in cinema. I've been with people that have done this. This is that really? Yes. Oh no. Name and shame. I'm not name and shame. No! But everyone will know who it is okay. who's a part of it. So yeah, but then they're playing about with a projector yeah. and they somehow get Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs on. And they are all having the best time singing I ho, hi ho. How do they know the words? How do you not know the words? But these are these gremlins have been born today. Yeah. And they know the words to hi-ho. Everyone does. Everyone who's born knows the words to that song. Built into it. Just the way, yeah. Every animal, every human. They just know the words to hi-ho. Okay, fair enough. To be fair, the first chorus starts and then they start singing. I think, I don't think it's that. I think that's implying that mogwais have a hive mind. Maybe, because they also, they mimic a lot of sound, don't they? Because we see it at the beginning with, with Gizmo on, with the keyboard. Yeah. They, they must clearly like to sing and they like music. I, so I think whatever, say Gizmo is the OG. Yeah. And he's been around, let's say a hundred years. Mm-hmm. He would have watched Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs because... He's singing along himself. He's singing along, so he gets it. So I think that when these other uh, gremlins and mogwais come off him, that they have A, his memories, and B, maybe share his thoughts. Maybe. Yeah. Well, some ideas. Anyway, they've got some memory coming from it. Am I reading too much into it? It's, maybe it's kind of like the same when you hear about people who get have heart transplants. Yeah. And then they get the rant, they'll, all of a sudden they'll, they'll like horse riding and they never did before. Or they'll have an interest in cars or something, which the person who died did. Right. But they never have done before until they had the heart. Maybe it's something similar to that. Who knows? Maybe we are just looking into it too much. Shout out to Pig Heart Boy, which you've just reminded me of again. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember Pig Heart Boy? I remember Pig Heart Boy. Okay, good. Anyway, 
they're having a good time in the cinema. Mm-hmm. So Billy and Phoebe Cates go. <laughs> they decide to go to the boiler room, which everyone did in the eighties, apparently. Boiler rooms are important. I mean, Freddy lurks in boiler rooms. That's where he lives. He does. That's his house. It is. So they go. Okay, we're gonna blow up the cinema. All the gremlins are here. Problem solved. Mm-hmm. Stripe sees he's going for some popcorn, but he wants some candy, and he sees some in the uh, local shop across the road. And so he's looting. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Too right. Can you blame him? No. So he goes, but all the other gremlins are, are here. Mm-hmm. So they let the gas out. Uh, they light a thing and they're being chased. I think there's a good bit of puppetry when their hands are coming through the door. Yeah, I like it when they're all um, when they're all coming towards the screen. Yeah. I like that. I think that's animated. I think that's. I think that could be animated. Yeah, it looks yeah. like it probably was. Like obviously, there's a big explosion. Two big explosions, I think. Mm-hmm. And all the gremlins are on fire. Goodbye, gremlins. Nice knowing you. But oh my god, they're striped in the candy store. 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 <laughs> So they're like, oh shit, we've got to deal with Stripe, he's the last one left. Mm-hmm. But Stripe's like, got to get wet, got to make more. <laughs> right? <laughs> Am I, I like wrong? That. That's his plan. Uh, so that's, his pa- that's his plan in life. Got to get wet, got to make more. Yeah, to-do list. Get wet, make more. We like to hear it. We like to hear it. Anyway, so there's a fountain in the store and he's going to be like, okay. But not before terrorising Billy and Phoebe Cates for a little bit longer. I know, and poor Billy, he just gets it. He gets it hard, doesn't he? He does. Get in... Buzzsaws thrown at him. Yeah, he gets the chainsaw towards him. I mean, he, that that would kill him. Yeah, a nail, a, a crossbow. Yeah, like cut, these are out to kill. Then we see Gizmo. He tries to come to the rescue in his little Barbie car. Oh, it's so cute! And he's driving. So adorable. And you said he drives like me. He does drive like you. That's how you drive. Drive with purpose. Drive with purpose. Stripes uh, by the fountain, and he's like, right, okay, I'm gonna do number one on my to do list. I'm gonna get wet. <laughs> get wet. Okay. And he's getting wet, so he's starting to bubble up and he's starting to multiply. But it's like it's already the morning. Yes. Yeah, so then Gizmo, when he's in his little car, he crashes, goes hurtling towards the window. And pulls down the blinds. Pulls the blinds up, yeah, yeah. And this, he gets... Stripe gets attacked by... Gets sunlight. Get, gets sunlit, boy. He gets attacked by the sunlight. <laughs> yeah. So he starts... Mel- some really good melting effects. It's a very good melting effect. That's very creepy. But again, as a child, it still never scared me. No, I disagree. I think when he, he is melting, specifically when he pops back up from mm. the fountain... He's just a skeleton. And he's just a skeleton, yeah. I think that's quite effective. I don't know what it is. I've never, I've never found it creepy, but I think it's a very good, yeah, good effect. Practical as well. Yeah, which is it's always great. Which is always good. Slimy. What do you think that stuff smells like? I don't know, but a bit sticky and, ugh. Ugh, but it's more. Yeah. But it smells like fart or egg or something. Probably smells like fart or egg. They've got Mogwai back. Let's have a merry Christmas. But their Christmas is interrupted by a mysterious man who is basically Gizmo's original owner, mm-hmm. and it's implied that. Billy's dad stole Gizmo. Mm-hmm. And you said there was a, a, a some scenes in... It, it, a bit was cut at the beginning when yeah. he gets him, I'm pretty sure. Because I'm pretty sure the bathroom buddy appears in the beginning and he tries to sell it to him and he's like, oh, I don't want this shit. I don't think his, any of his... I think it's like Mogwai's not for sale. I'm pretty sure he says something like and that. And he takes him anyway, yeah. And just dumps money there, yeah. I think I remember something like that, but I don't know why it's... Why your Blu-ray decided to miss it, I don't know. I think theatrical cut and director's cut, maybe. maybe. Yeah. That's what I put it down to. Anyway, you've not followed the rules. When you mess with nature, nature tends to bite back. As we know from Jurassic Park. Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't fuck about. Don't we fuck with them. We shouldn't go meddling. 
We shouldn't, but still we do so. Oh, I'll, I'm... I'll say to you, this is the only Christmas film I've ever watched where the main characters had to give his presents back at the end. Uh, Love Actually. What? Why? Who has to give their present back at Love Actually? Prime Minister? No, he doesn't. Oh, I don't know. I was, I was just clutching at straws. You were. He gets it taken away from him. Because we've got to make a second... A second Gremlins a second movie. film, yes. Six years between them, that's a, that's weird. But I'm glad that they did that because it means we get a really banger of a sequel. Do you think it's a banger of a sequel? Because yeah, I, I do. do not. I think it is. I like it more. I think it... What? Really? Mm-hmm. Always have. I think I've seen it more as well. Wow. Okay. I disagree. I think it's it's worse. No, no, I liked the lab stuff when he, that one turns into a spider and all that. So I, I liked that. There's one that's that really clever one. There's the girl, sexy girl one. I know my mum in particular hates that one because my dad at one point kept changing her profile picture on Facebook to that. <laughs> That's great. But no, I like the second one. I think it's good. I don't think it's great. It's nowhere near as good as this. Oh no, I like it. I disagree. Okay. And I'm right. No. I am. this 2, new batch, any good? I need to watch it again. It's been a, it's been about I think like we need to watch it, yeah. We should watch it, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, this sort of film sort of ends in like, like if, a, if your car's not working... Or if your like, washing machine's making weird noises or anything like that. Check. Yeah, check. Have a look, because you never can tell there might be a gremlin in your house. Yeah. Boom! Grem- gremlin rag. Gremlin rag. Children, be scared. I think they should do another one. Another gremlins film? Yeah, I think it's been a, a long time coming. I, d- I don't know. I don't want to see them do it dirty, because I think that this one still holds up. I think the design of it still holds up. Okay. I think that they still look great. I don't think it looks tacky or cheap. I think it looks great. I think if they were to do another one, though, I think it should be... Okay, the next... In the in this one, it, they, they take over a small town. Mm-hmm. In the second one, it's a city, because they start going outside they go, they go and the, stuff. They go after the building, yeah. Yeah, I think it should be the world next. I think the Gremlins should take over oh, the world. Oh, it's too much. Do you think? Yeah, because the, the events of the films only happen in, like, one night. I, don't know. I think I... when you start making it the world, it's it's too long. It makes it overcomplicated. Okay, I'd I'd pitch it though. You pitch it. That's my official pitch for Gremlins Three: A New World Order. I'm a New World it. Order. <laughs> Absolutely. You start off with a banger because this is a banger. This is a good one. I do like this. Better than Space Jam? Oh yeah. Absolutely. So so cute. I know. I love I love Gizmo so much. Shout out to the poster as well. The poster doesn't get enough love. It doesn't. No. I think I've we've seen films where the poster is. Like in the background. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is great. I love it. Yeah. He is. Where does this rank on Christmas films for you? Uh, quite highly, honestly. I think it's. I think it's better because Chris. I like my Christmas films a bit not like schmaltzy. Do you think people remember this automatically as a Christmas film? Do you think this is this is something that people are watching every December? This is no, no. I don't think so. I think it, it, it gets forgotten about. I think it does as well. I think a little bit because I think you, you've got your Die Hard, you've got your Muppets Christmas Carol. I think. Why not just mix it up with a, a bit of Gremlins? I think so. I'd watch this over anything like stop the holiday. Make, stop, what, stop making your kids watch Elf. Yeah. Play, play it once or twice, then put this on. I don't think Elf's like... I've only seen it once. Yeah. I'd watch this over most. I'd certainly watch this over... Well, we have. We've watched this over... We've watched some non-conventional Christmas films so far this Yeah, and this I think season. that's why I'm enjoying you know, them. We've watched Anna and the Apocalypse. We've watched Krampus. Yeah. They're not films I think that people are automatically I think people who the cult people who love it well the, hor- the horrors yeah I think I think we we were overdue a Christmas horror film I think we could do with another Christmas horror because the last one was was Krampus oh no Silent Night came out that's 
Oh, Violent Night was a good was. Uh... I've not seen Violent Night, but I really want to. Yeah. Because I've heard it's just it's just stupid, but it's a bit it's of fun. David Harbour as Santa. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, we should watch that. I yeah. low-key fancy David Harbour as well. You are gross. So yeah, Gremlins, better than Space Jam. Yes, on both of our opinions. Absolutely. Good. I'm glad you agree. <laughs> Jingle all the way next. Ooh. Jamie, say it. Jamie, put that cookie down. <laughs> That's what you've got to look forward to, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my God. This is our first Christmas banger. Three more to go. Woohoo, exciting. We're watching Wonka tonight as well. So we, we are, so we are being treated. That. Is that Christmas one? It's Christmassy, isn't it? Chocolate... I don't know. I'd say that's more Easter, if anything, but okay. I know what you mean. It's got like a Christmasness to it. Like Mary Poppins. It's not quite a Christmas film. Mary you Poppins watch it. is nowhere near Christmas. But it's always played at Christmas. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but so what? See, like, it's what you'd all sit down and watch. I've like never me. watched Mary Poppins at Christmas. Oh, it's always on on, like, BBC One. Yeah, because they've got nothing better to put on. Is that or Mrs. Brown's Boys? No one wants to watch that. Mrs. Brown's Boys, officially, not better than Space Jam. This is not better than Space Jam. Stop watching Mrs. Brown. Watch Gremlins instead of Mrs. Brown's Boys. Yeah, everyone, watch watch this one. Yeah. See you next time, and thank you for joining me. Thank you. <laughs> See you soon. Say bye.